Do you struggle to find calmness in motherhood? I know I do. Perhaps like many of us mothers, you desire to find more joy in the everyday, but you're just not sure how it's possible. In fact, it often seems hopeless. What if I told you that we as mothers can find calmness, hope, and joy in motherhood, that it is truly possible? Join me, Danielle Porman, as we journey together to cultivate calmness, discover hope, and experience joy in the mundane and eventful, the trying and wonderful moments of our days. Let's renew motherhood together. Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Renewing Motherhood podcast. I'm Danielle, and I'm so glad that you're joining me today. The past few episodes, we've been exploring renewing motherhood by finding clarity in our calling and how we are called by God. And our calling is good, acceptable, and perfect. Our focus over the past few episodes has been exploring the battlefield of motherhood with a focus on weary seasons. This week, we're diving into deeper areas in the topic of the weariness in motherhood. And our focus today is pressing on from weary to joyful. Y'all, there are certain seasons of motherhood that leave us beyond weary. In fact, we may even feel as we're permanently stuck in the trenches. So today on the podcast, I have a special guest. We are chatting about this very issue and offering y'all some encouragement. Here on the show today is my friend, Brandy McDonald. She lives in Dallas, Texas with her husband and two daughters. Her ministry, Brandy Speaks, encourages women to prioritize their health and faith by turning head knowledge into action steps, one choice at a time. She loves to encourage the weary mom because she herself is familiar with the trenches of weariness, and she loves to show mamas the way out. Welcome, Brandy. Yes, Danielle, thank you so much for the opportunity to encourage your listeners today. You know, I really love that we're talking about pressing on from weariness to joy because really we don't want to be stuck in weariness. We want to move forward. And the only way we keep moving forward is to take one step at a time. My mom would always tell me, Brandy, just put one foot in front of the other. And, you know, in addition to those physical steps, we have to take those mental steps as well. One thought at a time will get get us out of that mental pit. Uh, that mental pit, just like one step at a time, gets us out of a physical pit. So I'm so excited to share with everyone today my experience and my triumphs in this area. Me too. I'm so looking forward to chatting with you today. Today, we want to start off sharing a scripture with you, which is Galatians 6.9. We shared this the last episode as well, um, but it's just such a good verse, a great reminder. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Brandy, tell us uh, a little bit more about the weary seasons of motherhood that you've had and how you've climbed out of those trenches of weariness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the scripture that you shared from in Galatians, the phrase that really sticks out to me and is so important is the part that we will reap 
if we do not give up. So there is hope on the other side, but we have to keep going. We have to find hope when hope seems lost. Mm -hmm. And so what I um, liked that you said in your previous episode is you differentiated between tiredness and weariness. And weariness is an extreme fatigue and it's a reluctance to see basically any better coming soon. And, you know, looking back six years ago after the birth of my second daughter, that is exactly where I was at. But I honestly didn't know. I just didn't know that's where I was. And I think that is many of us is we don't really know how to put words to our feelings mm -hmm. and because we're just going through our day we're going through our life we know something's not right but we can't quite articulate what that thing is and i believe it is weariness sometimes mm -hmm. and um i was way past tired in that season and the reason I knew I was way past tired is because I ended up in the emergency room. It got to that extreme that I got so off course, so out of gas, so out of energy that I just could not carry on with my day to day. So that is an extreme example, but that really was weariness. And the way I stumbled into that, and I say stumbled because it's not like it happened overnight. You know, it's, it, it was, a long period of time for me it was about nine months before i crashed and burned and you know anytime you have a birth that's a major life change and so that second birth was a, a little bit traumatic and i had a difficult recovery and i only had one week to basically get myself back together before you jump back into your daily life and i had an expectation of myself you know, that I needed to maintain certain things around the house. And when I couldn't do that, I felt like a failure. And so life with two kids was just difficult for me. And I would look around at people who had had kids at the same time, and they seemed to just be doing fine. And their life seemed to be, you know, just working like clockwork. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Why is this so hard? And I just got stuck. And I don't know if, if you've had consecutive kids and maybe you can relate, but sometimes what you did with your first baby doesn't work with your second baby. Okay. And, <laughs> right. And that was me. Like my first child was like textbook and the second baby was no book whatsoever. Oh, yeah. None. She's her <laughs> own person. And, you know, so combined with just my failed attempts to try to with my baby, like get her to sleep, you know, just trying to get your baby to sleep. Well, she didn't like what I was doing, obviously. And she just wanted to be held all night. And I didn't want to do that. You know, so there was this, this friction. And basically, I was tired, frustrated, fatigued, sleep deprived. And what happened is, over the course of time, the feeling of I cannot do this anymore, just grabbed a hold of me in my mind and so that became my confession and the danger of that thought see and what i didn't do at the time but i know now is you know you have to take th thoughts captive you cannot let thoughts like that yes. just go unchecked and if you have it one day that's fine but when it is consecutive and every day that becomes your thought it really will take you down. And I experienced that mm -hmm. firsthand. I didn't really know that could happen until I got there. So 
and that thought, I can't do this anymore. Like, you know, when, when you wake up and you're like, I have no energy to give it. I just felt like giving up, which is the opposite of the scripture you read, which is about hope. If we don't give up, well, I had nothing left to hope in, to give nothing. I was at the end of myself. And, um, what happened with that fatigue, then it led to, um, panic attacks and it was just a cascade of events that really led me to the end of myself and that was my wake-up call when I was in the emergency room I was like something has to change so that whole time like how long was that span was it more than nine months or was the hardest time your trenches, so to speak, was that a nine month period? It was a nine month period. Yeah. It was from the day she was born until nine months. And um, it just, you know, you don't get in a trench overnight and you don't get out mm -hmm. of one overnight. That's, that's the hard part. It's by God's grace that we don't end up in a trench overnight, but, Amen. but when you're trying to get out of it, it also takes time. It might not, and, and the time is different for everyone. I want to be real clear about that. Um, for me to climb out of it took me about three months. I didn't know that at the time, but looking back, it took me about three months to really get myself back in a functioning place but it did feel like you'll hear you know i would take two steps forward one step back and mm. i felt also with that weariness i felt so physically tired like mentally tired physically tired drained um and with the panic attacks and when you struggle with anxiety there is a toll that happens on your nervous system that is really unlike any other and i i don't think we realize that that those go hand in hand or that that is a symptom of chronic anxiety or a, a season of anxiety but but that was the um, the truth in my case and i was not prepared for that and so when you're healing you have to know that it's going to take time and i had people that walked with me through that what's so funny to me is my dad was the one who helped me the most he helped me the most my dear dad you know but just encouraging me um in that healing process and that's that part of the don't give up, right? Mm -hmm. Because if if we give up in that healing process of coming out of the trench, then we're not going to see the 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 things that we have sown to get there. You know, you're sowing into your health. You know, when you're clearing up your mental mess. You know, when you're clearing up those thoughts, that takes time. And when you get your mind right, everything else flows your physical being, your emotions, all of that. That was true for me. That's so, so good. But were there certain, in that period of being in the trenches, were there certain triggers or maybe some warning signs and even common warning signs of weariness that you see in yourself or that you've seen in other moms? Yes. Okay. So I love that you brought that up. And actually, um, 
I heard a psychiatrist say this, and I think it's a great rule of thumb um, for all of us to know and be aware of, because awareness is such a big part to all of this. So what, like what she said is, say a mom has a tough day, you know, the demands of, uh, of motherhood can be a lot sometimes. And so you have a hard day, you're at the end of your rope, you go to bed, you wake up, you feel refreshed, and you're like, oh, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. That's an example of tiredness and a hard day. When you have a hard day and you wake up the next day and you feel not any better than the day you did before and you feel worse and maybe heavier, when that continues and that's day after day after day where you're not waking up feeling refreshed but you are still waking up with sort of this heaviness this fatigue this draining feeling that is a sign that this is more than tired that is a sign that we need to make an intervention of some kind we need to make a sos a help we need to we need to reach out in some small way um to your husband, to a friend, to someone to basically assess, because sometimes we're not able to fully acknowledge like exactly where we're at because we're just in our lives. Mm -hmm. So it's a great thing when, if you're waking up with that heaviness every day to maybe talk to your husband or talk to a friend and ask them what they see. Hey, what do you see? Because I'm waking up feeling drained all the time and I I don't think this is normal you know Um, another thing that triggers um, that we need to pay attention are you constantly irritable are you um, snapping at everyone are you just on edge you know those are things Um, obviously a day of that we know hormones we're women we get it but when it's a constant that is a something to be aware of like a red flag Another thing, um, if you're having trouble sleeping, and I'm not talking about because you have a baby and those things, but if you can't sleep um, and you're beginning to have insomnia, then you need to, that's that's an issue and you need to, don't ignore that. That's not going to go away on its own. Um, you do need to figure out what the source of that is or if you're kind of falling into depression and all you want to do is sleep all day and you can't get out of bed, that's another thing. So it's going to look different for everybody. But I would say when you start to get to that place where you don't want to go on in your day to day, that that is not um, how uh, you should feel. That Mm -hmm. is a warning sign that your body is telling you, please ask for help. Do not ignore this feeling. I think it's so good to pay attention to those warning signs, those, those triggers too, that you said, uh, running through those questions. Is this a constant thing? Am I always feeling this way? Um, and that's why it's important, I think, to differentiate between, okay, what was today specifically like? Am I just tired let's run through it or was I like this yesterday and the day before the month before have I been this way all year um and what what are the circumstances surrounding this that's causing this weariness 
and what can I do about it? Right. Exactly. Because um, that's where we lose that hope that you talked about. Um, can you share some things that led you to search for that hope again? Like you recognize that you were hopeless, mm-hmm. but what led you on the search to go find that again? How did that come about? Yes. So we all have a breaking point, mm-hmm. right? And I think we all hope we never experience it. <laughs> you know? <Amen>. <laughs> <laughs> we just hope we never get there. <laughs> but unchecked you Mm -hmm. will get there um but there is a way out but i will tell you my moment of hope happened i was laying in my bed and my family had just had a bout of a stomach bug and you know how that is Mm -hmm. that's awful and that's exhausting when you're feeling good right so we had just had that and i was just like i need help i was like who can help me and i was just laying in my bed and i thought i'm just gonna reach out to my church and 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 reaching out for help is not something that i do easily which is part of the reason i sort of got to where i was um but i learned now but at the time that was that was a blind spot but I was so desperate and I was laying in my bed and my husband had to go to work and I thought I need help with my children today. I need sleep. I need sleep if I'm going to be able to carry on. And so I had a choice to either reach out, put myself out there, feel embarrassed, you know, um, but I just had to do it. And I had to overcome that fear of what will they think of me? You know, are they going to think I'm a bad mom because I can't get out of my bed? But you know what? That's where I was at. And so I called um, and my pastor's wife said, absolutely, we want to help you. We'll send somebody over right now. And I remember, Danielle, this is the honest to God truth. I literally, this, I started crying in my bed. And I felt so relieved Mm. that somebody was going to come help me. And I felt in my spirit the words, it is finished. Mm. And I was like, I know, Jesus, like it is finished. Like, you know, like taking it to the salvation part, you know. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, this, what you've been going through, it is finished Mm -hmm. because you have help. You have a community and they are coming around you and they're going to help you. So this weariness is finished because you have people that love you and will help you. And that was honest to God, the turning point, because I was finally crying tears of joy because someone was coming to help me. And I didn't feel like I had to do this alone anymore. Oh, I have goosebumps. That's so, that's so beautiful. And I, I, think I relate so well to that and what you were saying, because a lot of the things that you described the way you were feeling were the exact things I felt for not just a year, not just two years, we're talking many years. So my, my oldest is 13. And for over half of that, uh, this is how I felt. And it was a, a pushing down and a tucking away and just hoping that it would go away. Um, and these things I felt as an overwhelmed and anxious mom, 
a heavily anxious mom affected more than my spiritual health, it affected my mental health and my physical health. And I think one of the biggest issues that contributed to that was that I didn't feel that I could reach out. Mm. Um, Like you said, what would people think of me? Uh, what would happen if I reached out? Would I feel shame? Would I feel guilt because I couldn't make it as a mom or this image that I was having to uphold or that people had of me would just come crashing down and then what would happen, you know? Um, But remembering that God, God's image of me is far surpassing of what other people's image of me is and finding those local people who want to help because people don't know that they need to help you if you don't make that known. That's right. And so I know that there are many women today listening that may feel that way and, and maybe those thoughts are preventing them from seeking help even in their local churches. Right. So what would you say to those women today listening that feel that they can't reach out? Sure, I completely understand. But what I would say to that mom who feels like she can't reach out, maybe it's a shame issue or like, what will people think if they if I can't, can't take care of my kids? I would say that there are more women that feel that way than not. And I have worked with mamas um, in my church. I've led a mom group. I've personally helped women out of a weariness trench. Um, and I would, I would say that that feeling is more common than not because our culture and we, we overwork ourselves. It's just the cultural vibe. So at some point you have to just know that while many women may not talk about that feeling, of overwhelm or what you described of just you know pushing those feelings down and all of that is that's not unusual and i would say that people want to help you i have seen people come around a struggling mama and help them and help them with their kids or help them with the groceries but just like you said if they don't know you need help then they can't offer it. They can't be there. And there also is a blessing to that person when they help you, you know? Mm -hmm. So that person is blessed to be able to help someone in need. And I I think if we would just let people love us, you know, and not feel like we have to be so strong all the time um, and that everybody has tough seasons, that, that we really grow closer to people when we let them help us. And then, you know, like you see a side of someone and it's really a beautiful thing. It's a vulnerability thing, because if you're going to say you need help, then you have to let your guard down. You have to let down whatever, whatever image you've put out Mm -hmm. there, you know, but that's healing and freeing of itself also. So I would just say, don't let fear rob you of getting help and healing. Um, And if you if your church maybe isn't set up to 
help moms specifically or maybe they don't have a mom's ministry or something I would still start there and ask if they have resources available or do they know someone or do they know a nanny or do they know somebody you know that could could help you um or you know if you have a mom group start there a neighbor co-workers um you would really be surprised at how helpful people really are in times of need. And so I think sometimes we just have to overcome our own personal issue. And sometimes you just have to get desperate enough. Like you just have to know if I don't do something, this is going to get really, really bad. You know, and I don't want it to get bad. So I'm willing to humble myself and let people think what they want then those probably aren't going to be the people that help you. The people that love you or want to be helpful and a blessing, they understand. They know. They've probably been there themselves and are happy to help you, you know? So I would just say don't be afraid and allow them to love you and bless you and help you. I love that. That When you were talking about that fear, um, that just reminds me of all the numerous Bible verses that talk about what to do when we are afraid. That verse in Psalm, um, Psalms that talks about uh, what time I am afraid, I will trust in you, like where, where our faith should be. And sometimes that's a real struggle for us as, well, fallen creatures yes, <laughs> to, yes. to get over that and um, rest in the sovereignty of God and that he's got it all under control and he's placed people around us that we don't even know that are willing to come alongside us and help us with that. And so good. Brandy, you have been so helpful and encouraging today. This has been wonderful. Oh my gosh. My pleasure. My pleasure. Great. Um, If listeners want to know more about you and your ministry, where can they find you? Yes, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at brandy.speaks. That's brandy with a Y. And um, I have encouraging posts there, videos. And if any of your listeners want to personally message me or have a question, I would love to be a resource for them. Um, I love encouraging moms. I get it. I know not every day is roses and rainbows. And um, we're in it together. We really are. So um, I would love for them to connect with me there. Follow me there. It would be an honor. Thanks, Brandy. Y'all, if you want to connect with Brandy, she's on Instagram. Message her if you have any questions or you just want to talk or even pray at all. You can contact either one of us at any time. We are here for you, mothering in the trenches together. Well, climbing out of the trenches together. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Thank you all so much for tuning into the podcast this week. I hope you were encouraged in your motherhood journey today. Tune in next week where we will explore the topic of seasons of waiting in motherhood. Y'all rest in him this week. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Renewing Motherhood podcast, where we dive in together in our unique callings to cultivate calmness, discover hope, and experience joy together in our motherhood.